Rob. I hope you are hungry because we are going to talk about some food hacks and food health on this food theme ground zero. Let's go. Hello, everybody. My name is Rob. This is Ultra Universe Everyday Heroes. Come on. There we go. The series that covers the more educational topics, and today it's food once again. We can't get away from it. To start us off, FrederickHealth.org wrote a short blog about how food affects your mind and your mood. They start off by saying you might have heard the phrase you are what you eat. Well, studies show that this is true. So, the brain train. Your brain is working for you 24-7. Think of it as a computer or the engine of a car. Your brain drives all your body's systems and functions, but that engine needs fuel to power you through the day. And that fuel is your food. So how are we fueling our brains? High-quality fuel helps your brain, brain function at its best. Vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, just to name a few things, can help it from oxidative stress, which is an imbalance between the production of free radicals and antioxidants in the body, which can lead to cell and tissue damage. We don't want that. On the flip side, low-quality fuel can damage your brain um, <laughs> ooh, excuse me, and its function. <laughs> Processed foods um, can cause um, uh, inability to regulate insulin, increase inflammation, and oxidative, oxida oxidative stress. In fact, many uh, links have found between uh, um, low-quality foods links to things like depression. Studies are in this area known as nutritional psychiatry. It's a growing field unexplored for many years. So how do researchers and doctors know which foods are good, simple, they follow the food we eat? It all starts in the gut. So your gut health produces the good bacteria that helps your digestive system and everything else pretty much work to its fullest. Researchers have found that 95% of serotonin is produced in the gastrointestinal tract. Serotonin is the neurotransmitter that helps regulate your sleep, appetite, mood, and pain prevention. Our gut does much more than digest food, as we just noticed. So this good bacteria helps protect you from the bad stuff helps limit inflammation, helps better absorb food and nutrients, and activates neural pathways between your gut and your brain. So what foods are the best? Um, they wrote some resources here uh, from their friends at Live Well Frederick, a subsection of Frederick Health. <laughs> um, but you can find some ideas everywhere. First off, how to add more veggies to your diet. Very popular in foods like Mediterranean, Japanese, and Spanish cuisine. Less sugar, well, we know that. Fermented foods, such as sauerkraut, kombucha, yogurt, and others. And they also have some recipes for some of the above uh, diets, uh, specifically some Mediterranean, which has a lot of olive oils, veggies, and fresh fish. So if you want more, as we always do, let's put this link up there. So you can actually get to those recipes and resources right there. So what do we know? Well, the bad stuff is bad. The good stuff is good. Now, when you mix in stuff like allergies and intolerances, you do have a problem with what you can and cannot put in your body. But if you and your primary or just you yourself do the research, 
and learn what is good, you can feel better in your mind. Now, keep in mind, you can have all sorts of things. It's a matter of, obviously, um, uh, I can't think of words. Even in now, something where I was thinking of, uh, what you're putting in there. Bad stuff is bad if you eat too much. Good stuff can be bad if you put too much as well. <coughs> Excuse me. If you, uh, if you put too much as well. So really the uh, best way to do go about it is think about what makes sense to you. Vegetables, fresh fish, um, and clean um, ingredients like clean oils and clean um, seasonings are a good start. Meats, depending on who you ask, can be good, can be bad. Chicken, same thing. Though when it comes to chicken and turkey, poultry seems to have better. <laughs> Sorry, I moved twice. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, poultry seems to be better than regular red meat. Is. Vegetable-based food is becoming popular. Look into stuff like that. But really, talk with your primary first and foremost to see what they say. If you have certain things you have to take care of, obviously look for foods that work with and not against it. And again, that would be your primary. Just a caveat here, guys. What we read is off of a healthcare website. Check with your healthcare providers before doing anything. We are not healthcare professionals here. We are just sharing information off of that. Okay, so that is the first one there. Next up, we have some fun kitchen hacks from the Taste of Home. Let me put this link up there as well, because you're going to want to check out some of these. Kitchen hacks are those that help you do things easier. This particular one has, I think, 45. We're just going to go over a few. Now, this first one I came across is actually kind of interesting, and I'm not sure if anybody out there has seen this before. To keep your cookies soft, add a slice of store-bought uh, store white bread into the mix, into your airtight container before putting them away. Cakes, cookies, and muffins will keep their day one softness, and people will think you baked them that same day. Um, I've never heard of this one before. My guess is the bread might have some enzymes in there that keep foods soft and moist. But however, just as anything goes, this is probably going to be something you're going to have to only do maybe once because Obviously, things like that can go bad, so make sure if you do have leftovers, eat them quickly within the first few days, I would say first uh, uh, first or second day, to make sure that the food is still edible. And of course, before eating anything, check to make sure that it still looks okay. So that's the first one there. The second one here, craft DIY mason jar shakers. You want to spruce up your kitchen a little bit? Well, these are easy to do. You can find tiny mason jars anywhere online or in your local arts and crafts store. Uh, you take the um, lids off of your uh, seasoning shakers that you have, twist them onto your jars. Obviously, you're going to want to get the same size, and boom, you now have a sprinkle jar, a seasoning jar, or even a really cool salt shaker. This is less of a hack for me, but a really cool way to spruce up what your kitchen can look like. Uh, so uh, along with that, everybody likes to improve the look of their home. So why not do this for cheap? Most of these shakers you can probably get for about five bucks a piece. That's the second one. The third one here, 
freeze a soup starter. So a soup starter is the stuff that you're going to put into the soup before you actually cook it. So they say freeze farmer's market vegetables. They have some zucchini. They have some uh, carrots, cucumber, and onions. Um, in, excuse me, in resealable bags during peak season. A classic soup starter, starter called a mirepoix is made up combining two-thirds onions, one-third carrot, and celery. This aromatic blend will give you sweet, hearty flavor to kickstart kick soups and broths. The vegetables will last 8 to 12 months so you can enjoy the taste of summer when the gloomy cold weather hits. Alright, pretty easy hack, pretty obvious hack, but not a lot of people will think about using summer vegetables in the winter. So that's our third idea. Our fourth one here, put that lazy Susan to work. <clears throat> so a lazy Susan, for those who don't know, it's basically, let me see if I can just put this in my videos. Because all honesty, I don't think I can explain. There we go. So take your Lazy Susan and put it to work. So next time that you're getting ready to bake, cook, or pretty much do anything, find a spot for all your icings, sugars, sprinkles, and more, as you can tell here. <coughs> Excuse me. This is a super cheap and super fun way to kind of make this cooking, baking more fun. You can keep it out like that as you want. Obviously keep the lids on everything. For icings and stuff like that, you're going to probably want to put back in the fridge and any open um, cookies or crackers used will go back in a Ziploc or a storage container. But how cool is this? This is something that almost anybody has. If you don't have, you can probably pick one up, but you can probably manufacture something at home and make your own little cooking towel. So that, I believe, is our... Oh, that was our number four. Let's get my face back. All right, the last one we're going to do. Use your oven as a proofing drawer. So proofing is when you are baking something, you need to let it rise. Why not have the oven do the work for you? <laughs> Sometimes the kitchen itself or the home is just too cold to get a good proof. In that case, pop in the oven, don't turn it on. Place a pan of simmering water below your dough and shut the door. The warmth of humidity from the hot water will help you get the lift you need. And if you want more tips and all this stuff, you can check out the link we put. So how cool is that? A lot of these things are very easy hacks to do. And a lot of people probably already do them, but didn't realize how easy and simple it makes things go. So first off, what about your mind did you find interesting about food and your brain? Secondly, what was your favorite hack, and what are ones that you've done that we didn't go over today? Don't worry, if we missed anything you want to talk about, we will come back to this, I'm sure. And if you have an idea, pop it in the comments and let us know. For all of those watching live, thank you so much. If you couldn't pick it up live, no worry. YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter on replay. Hit subscribe, hit that bell, boom. As always, guys, welcome to the show. If you just got in, sorry we're ending it now. We also have brand new shows coming up, brand new series, and so much more. Stay tuned. Excuse me. Stay tuned and have fun.